And welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Right, we're back and we are going to be doing a special episode this week for some very, 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 <laughs> very. underground <laughs> German schlock. <laughs> it's going to be a real shitty episode. <laughs> real shitty. <laughs> Literally a violent shitty episode. <laughs> we can't call the episode violent shit for the entire franchise that we would like to talk about, so we have to call it Violent Excrement. (laughs) But out of the movies that we're going to be talking about, we wanted to focus on the original, part two, just as a reference point, and also the new remake from 2015 called Violent Shit the Movie, which is based off of basically one and two. Yeah, it's like a hodgepodge mixture of the two. It does have three in it visually, but it really doesn't make any sense. So it's not as deep as all that. But for some of you fans who are fans of really odd, fucked up, do-it-yourself fucking horror movies, you will be delighted. Mm -hmm. For those of you who have not heard of what violent shit is, well, grab your pussies, because I'm (laughs) sorry. God damn it. <laughs> That's what it's about, right? Because, like, Jesus. Hold on to your pussies, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Hang on to your pussies and genitalia and penises or dicks. Yeah. Because you we're going to get scrum diddly umped, cut off, mm-hmm. and uh, shoved down your throat for tasty oh, morsels. A whole lot of stuff. Yeah. These movies yeah. are no fucking joke, guys. Um, so much. Yeah. Genital mutilation. Yeah, but we'll be calling, <laughs> we'll be calling this episode Violent Excrement. Because iTunes sucks and won't, will ding us, you know, Sorry, for saying the word shit or even trying to cover it up. Spell it out. Yeah. So I'm not going to fuck with that anymore. I went through months of hell with that. So I hope you understand. Don't give me this. Fight the man. Fight the man. <laughs> come on, Alex. Come on, Brittany. We did that. Yeah, we it did failed. That. And we lost. <laughs> we fought the law and the, the fucking won. iTunes won. God damn it. <laughs> iTunes. So what? How have you been this week? I'm good. I'm like battling a summer, goddamn summer cold or whatever the fuck right. is going on. Don't touch me. I know. I don't want to. I'll fucking <laughs> I fucking strike you. I came in and I'm just like, don't hug me. <laughs> like, I know, right? Don't come near me. Because I'm gonna be going. We're gonna be going on a trip mm-hmm. to go to the har- Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios yeah, in Los Angeles. I'll be in LA the same weekend you're in LA. Are you fucking serious? I'm we're Agents of Lust are performing at the Doomsday Ball on Saturday the 23rd. Oh, fucking weird. Um, trying to work in Disneyland into my schedule at some point, but 
that's just expensive so oh yeah yeah we've been trying to do that for fucking six years Uh uh-huh it's it, I don't know how Dude, anyone... they charge way too fucking much. I don't much. know how anybody can afford to go to Disneyland. I don't know how yeah, anyone can like take their... It's like $1,500 for two people. Yeah. How anybody can afford to take their heathen fucking children with them yeah. to Disneyland, I have no fucking idea. Like, it's just... How much for the little girl? Yeah, like I would sell my child if I had one <laughs> so I could go to Disneyland myself. <laughs> like, no. How much for the little one? Yeah, fine. <laughs> Disneyland, take it, bro. Yeah. Take it. Yeah, take it, bro. <laughs> it's fine. Like, I don't know. Do you want me to bolt it in the head? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'll watch. <laughs> Let me help you. Sorry, I don't hate kids, I swear. But <laughs> No, but it is expensive as shit. Well, we Even at, Universal like, Studios is. Weekday, like for two, like for park hopper passes for two days for two people, it's 500 fucking dollars. Right. I'm like, you can. And that's not including hotels and shit. Yeah, that doesn't include it. It doesn't include getting there. It doesn't include fucking cost of the hotels. That's just for two days at Disneyland. And that does not even factor in all the money my ass is going to spend on all the Nightmare Before Christmas shit right. that is there. That's why I want to go. It's really? Just because of that? Yes. <laughs> like, Fuck that. You question my like obsession with Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's pretty fucking big. I want to ride the line between death and reality by riding their rides, their rickety rides. Disneyland? Get, yeah, my fucking 300-pound ass get thrown off the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> crash it's a small world after oh i will fucking kill myself before i go on that ride <laughs> but yeah guys we're only gonna have one episode this week because we're gonna be doing a lot of traveling and stuff and it just it really takes a lot of pressure off but the way i look at it is we only used to do one episode a week and we actually do two a week this time so it's kind of a nice you know that we still have this week present but not two parts of the week so just helps us out a little bit so i hope you understand but we'll definitely be back following week with two juicy sexy new episodes (laughs) monday and thursday you dirty fucking whores (laughs) but before we close this up and get into our shots though i want to say a few things um first of all we had a question that we were asking everybody and we're going to try to do this each week we're going to try to ask a question that we would ask you guys and then we'll post it on all of our social media and anything that we have and then we'll pick some of our favorite comments but here we asked a question for last week because we did the doomsday on miracle mile Mm -hmm. which is kind of like the end of the world scenarios type thing like a virus or nuclear war and so i asked everybody like well what you know, what would you do if there was only one hour left? And we got a couple of good ones here. Some very benign, calm, <laughs> calm ones, you know, like like I would like personally. First of all, what would you do with the last hour of your life? What would I do with the last hour? Oh, man. Like, seriously, if you knew there was nothing you could do, you could you could get into traffic and just die in the traffic or you could just do whatever the hell you want. No, I'm I'm pretty realistically. sure realistically what I would do is I would try and knock off as many things on my bucket list as I possibly could. So, I mean, <laughs> in an hour? In an hour? God as many damn. as many things like little little stupid things like, that I would normally probably change, get in trouble for. Oh, okay. So yours are like change the soap. No. Flush the toilet. That is not my bucket list. <laughs> I'm talking about like I've always wanted to like destroy a car with a bat. Like things like oh, that. Like shit. that I have it. You know what I mean? So like I would fucking shit That's that. That's on you your would, bucket list? Totally. Like I want to I want to do that shit so bad. Like I want to bust out one I Not a van, but a car. I've done I've taken one hit to a fucking window before, but I'm talking about like I want to myself just fucking completely vandalize a fucking vehicle. We found an abandoned car and it had been sitting there for like a year. 
Yeah. We just went to town on it. Well, it was part of like a high school thing for us. Like, yeah, that's you know, was. like it was, you know, whatever. But I mean, I like, so I, mean, I guess I've kind of done it, but I don't know. I also want to, I don't know. I want to do a lot of weird shit. Well, the reason I asked. I want to cut mean, someone with a chainsaw. Really the reason bad. I. <laughs> Well, Sorry, Jesus but fuck, Christ. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, well, we'll not be hanging out when the end of the world comes no, around, Brittany. I'll, run for I'll me, send you a text. I'm going to turn into a murderer. Yeah. I'm going to call my family and tell them how much I love them and yeah. my best friend. I'm going to find Jenny. and then Time to go to the mall. Jenny and I are probably going to go kill people or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> And then I'll probably fuck Mouse until we die. And then that's it. I mean, realistically, I would just like, I know this just sounds so like frou-frou, like whatever, but I would like play with my dog. I would call my mom and dad. I would tell them I love them. Play with my dog. Hug Christina until we got burned in flames. Yeah, I would definitely go out holding if I could be with Jenny and Mouse. Right. You know, or any family I could be with. But my family all lives too far away for me to get to within an hour. But I probably would be on the phone with my mom. <laughs> and But I would be holding Mouse for sure and my dog. Like, I'd have my dog. Like, my little pig widgeon. I'd have him. Right. You know, in my arms too, because I love crazy. Him to fuck. I can't even imagine that it's shit. It's a dark like, so thought, up. but I'd probably kill someone for sure. <laughs> so I got one from Gervasio Barrett. He says, "Take a shower, blaze up, sit outside naked, and enjoy the show. Maybe another dark soul will join me naked, <laughs> and we can enjoy it together." I would get really high. <laughs> yeah, right. I did say that when we t- in this episode actually. It's funny. I, I do remember talking about that. I said I'd probably be like that guy, and I would get fucking fucked up. This is what else someone said. I said this because I posted this on my personal profile, too. One of my friends, Dawn, I won't say her last name in case she doesn't want me to say it. That's a good call. She said, I've never done drugs outside of weed, but cocaine, then maybe some E, then like a fuck ton of heroin, all while drinking margaritas. And I was like, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I've never done drugs outside of weed. I want to taste the rainbow. No. Fuck, I forgot acid. Add acid to that. Jesus. Definitely want to try acid if the world is ending before it does. Let's so see. Heroin's just gross. I know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to feel like her- shit. I've never done heroin, but heroin to me is just disgusting. So skip the heroin, Don. Don't sounds, waste your time. Sounds reasonable. Do the ecstasy, even though I personally will never do it in my life, but I know lots of people will do. Right. And they love it. That's cool. Maybe I will if I'm going to die, but whatever. Do the ecstasy. <laughs> Drop the acid and... Taste the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. But leave out the heroin and leave out the coke because it's not worth your time. Fuck it. So these two are from our friends at Horamino, and that is Rue. You know who you are, lady. She said, two chicks at one time. Like two chicks, one cup scenario? It, no, from... You never, you never saw oh! Office Space? Yeah, no. Okay, I get it. Uh, someone else, Bloody Princess, said, sitting on the porch, watching the people go crazy and drinking tea. Another person said, Bedman Sleep said, eat soft serve vanilla ice cream with the family while watching the Chappelle show. Chappelle show. And then the number one. (laughs) The grand supreme. Winner of the most fucks not given (laughs) would be Ziggle, Ziggle Rocks on Horamino. I would skateboard around with nothing but my Converse and my horse mask on, then find where the nuke was landing and spread my butt cheeks in the air in an effort to catch the bomb with my anus to get the best sexual experience before my life ended. And side note, he says, let's just hope it's not one of those with pointy tips. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he likes a longer taper. Oh my God, this is my favorite person on the internet. I love you. 
Yes, thank you, Zig, for cheering up our doomsday. I love you so much. <laughs> You're amazing. Anyways. I'm going to find you when the world ends. <laughs> thank you guys for sharing your your uh, last days with us. Uh, and we'll try to come up with like cool things each week on Thursdays so that you can chime in and we'll read off some of the best. Yeah. Make sure you let us know if you want us to put your name in the episode because I don't want to like give out people's full names and shit. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yes, yeah. we hate you. Never yeah. mind anyway. Yeah, and then I'll just like we'll dox we'll the give shit their out of you. Address and <laughs> phone number and where you're. Just you kidding. So I think it's about that time, Brittany. I think it's that time too. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me off right there. You're like, yeah, maybe the eyebrow raise. Yeah. <laughs> You think so? Yeah, I, I think, it, I, think it's, think? I think it's that time. What do you think? <laughs> I'm ready. Horseshit! All right, guys, so we're back for our horror shots section. Oh, I love those shot glasses. This is going to be a cool shot. We didn't, uh, mm. it's not a big stretch of the imagination is for the name here. Is it going to be a cool shot? It's a great shot. Is it? They're all great. <laughs> Anybody that does them becomes great. <laughs> We've bestowed greatness yeah. upon you. You're welcome. Guys, we have a fucking Niagara Falls of greatness like pouring out of our shots right now. So I just want you to know if you're listening now, dip in your dip your toe dip into your the pool in of it. youth <laughs> right now. Dip your dick. Dip your dick in it. In the, in the pool of youth that Christ made for us. Wade, you pussy. I don't know what the fuck. All right, I'm a little buzzed, okay? (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. Uh, So this week, we're going to be talking, or this episode, uh, because there's only one episode this week, we're going to be talking about Violent Shit 1 and the remake, the movie, from 2015. So we figured, what better way to... To make a horror shot for violent shit than to take a violent shot. shot? Yeah, <laughs> makes sense, right? It does. So now it's the gonna in- be violent. Yeah, it's gonna be violent. We're probably gonna have violent shits we after we take this. Shits. To be quite honest with you. So <laughs> the ingredients you're gonna want to grab a pen and a paper or some crayons if you're younger uh, and put this down on your coloring book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you're going to put, uh, one part Evan Williams, one part apple pie moonshine, because we had some left over, one part Captain Morgan, one part Malibu rum, one part vodka, and one part coffee cold. And then you're going to mix it up in a mixer with some ice. So, guys, this is the reason why we're doing this shot with so many different things. We figured this movie is just a jumble fuck of craziness. So we thought, hey, you know, uh, maybe we should fucking uh, just do this, right? So uh, we're going to mix all these things in here to a violent shot for Andreas Schnoss. And here's to our violent shits that are to come from this. You know, it doesn't smell too bad. I don't know how it's going to taste. That's good. It smells like coffee. Yeah. That's because of that cold coffee I put in there. Cheers, motherfucker. This will wake us up Ugh. to violent shit. Mm, and Andreas Schnaz. The inevitable. You led the revolution shit. in Germany. Yep. We, we love salute you. you. Scheiße. Oh, that's bad. It actually was not bad. 
I, oh, oh, nope. There it is. Yeah, it's got a lot of. It's like a party. There it is. It's a party in your mouth. There it is. A lot, oh. of, peop- a lot of people coming. God, oh, my mouth is a whore. <laughs> it's like dirt. Ew, it's like if dirt, dirt took a shit. Did you just feed me a dirt pie? What the mm. fuck was that? Doesn't it taste like dirt? It does taste like dirt. Guys, you like dirt? Did you ever eat a fucking earthworm when you were little? No. Oh. <laughs> what? Well, I didn't either. But. <laughs> What? <laughs> Did you eat worth earthworms? No. Didn't it? Wasn't there like a cartoon about that shit? <clears throat> Probably. Or a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> it's a li- it's a live action movie. There's something about yeah, and I know exactly what you're talking about too, and I can't I can picture it, but and I know I've seen it. Yeah, it's been it's like from the 70s. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's called I Eat Worms. I did a lot of, weird and it had shit. like a cartoon intro, like a like it just said I eat worms, like someone drew it. And that was the intro. Anybody remember that movie? Please point that out and shout out in the comments do so it. I don't feel like an old fuck. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of weird shit when I was a kid, dude. But that's it <laughs> for horror shots. So I guess it's probably that time, Brittany. We missed the news last we week. We did miss the news last week, but it was it was uh for a for a good cause. Yeah, and we're going to have a double fist of pleasure news for you this week. So <laughs> spread them legs and spread get them ready. Feet. Get ready for the fucking news! Fucking news! Here is the fucking news! Alright guys, we are back with the news from last week. We got some doozies. We got a little bit of an it extravaganza! So there's like a we're going to rapid fire a few of these off and just kind of briefly talk about them as best as we can. First of all, it came out last week and it has been a success, I would say. Um, it actually came out the week before, but it's been a very big success. As we've talked about in the past, Deadpool has been one of those movies that took the R rating and fucked everyone in the ass properly. <laughs> So everybody was like really excited about it, and we were like, "Our ratings are back finally." Actually, not back; they've never been back. Well, now they are doing something that they should be. Yeah, I they're giving like. it credence now. Yeah, they're giving it back, <laughs> for right? The most part, which is good because it movie has now become one of the most popular R-rated movies ever to make money at the box office, off the top, a horror movie in particular ever, mm-hmm. and that is a huge deal. That is a amazing thing moving forward for the horror community guys this means we're gonna see a lot of shit that we really should have seen from the get and a lot of these uh, producers have a formula in mind obviously if you tickle someone's nostalgia just like someone's balls you're gonna get some fucking money (laughs) you're gonna shake the money tree shake the ball tree. it's gonna fall right out of their ass But seriously, like it, you know, I'm, it's really good to see that the It movie has done so well. Yes. As of Tuesday, the twelfth, the movie has worldwide a total of a hundred and eighty-seven million dollars worldwide, and it's expected to get two hundred and twenty-five million worldwide by the time you hear this. So, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty big for an R-rated fucking horror movie. Like, name that many horror movies have done that big, dude. In Very one few. week. Very few, if any. It's fucking amazing. I'm really happy. I'm excited for it. I'm really glad that it's doing so well. I am too, especially since like I feel like it deserves it. Yeah. Um, and I'm it's glad I feel perfect. that way. No, it's not. But 
I am just happy that I liked it and feel like it deserves it because I, right. I know in the past I've been kind of like blah for movies that have done really well or movies that have done well that I thought were just pure shit. Right. And I'm like, why is this fucking doing so great? <laughs> right. There's two things to point out. One, we're expanding the R rating mm-hmm. a lot. But the other message that the execs are probably going to also hear is the dreaded remake. Yeah. I'm still a little confused how this even got an R rating to me. It doesn't seem R rating worthy, but I guess it's because of all the F bombs. Probably. Well, there is some gore in it, There's but some it is. Gore, but it's not. It is the F bombs. I've, I've seen worse. Either way, I think it's going to be translated into R rating is okay. Yeah. Either way. Which is fine. <laughs> there is actually quite some uh, interesting news that's going to be coming out, and we're going to rapid fire some of these. This is all relating to it, by the way, of course. So it has been announced that there will be a director's cut. Andy Muschietti uh, is actually exclusively revealed to Yahoo Movies that he's working on an elongated director's cut of his record-smashing, nightmare-inducing Stephen King adaptation adaptation of Casey Kasem. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it just sounded like it when I was talking. Anyway, you guys were probably like, what the Where fuck the is he talking fuck about? are you going with this? Yeah. <laughs> old man, sit down, old man. Uh, but Muschietti and his producer, his sister, Barbara Muschietti, broke the news about the IT director's cut on Thursday morning this past week, noting that Warner Brothers had asked them to produce the new version shortly before they became or they came to our studios to participate in a Facebook live event. So there's going to be a lot of extra stuff. He says we're going to be doing a director's cut. We were told this morning, actually, Barbara Moschietti said that. So I'm really excited to see that there might be some extra stuff. It is going to be longer. It is going to be included, supposedly, with the original version. So if you want to get the director's cut, it's there. And I'm so glad they're not trying to sell it individually like that. That would be shitty. I would punch them in the dick. That would be really shitty. That would, like, curse them. I would be like, fuck Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Other news... On it, Muschietti actually also said that he'd considered making Pennywise morph into Freddy Krueger. As you guys already know, this is a New Line Cinema movie, which is owned by... Well, New Line Cinema owns Freddy Krueger, at least the name Freddy. I don't know about Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I don't think Nightmare on Elm Street, but Freddy Krueger. Right. And they own Jason... So that's how they could do that, the the versus. But they thought about putting him in there, which is funny because the story kind of has a little bit of a Freddy feel to it already. And I looked this up, by the way. Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1984. The second one came out in 1985. Guess when the book was written for It by Stephen King? 83. 86. 86. So technically, (laughs) it is very possible, and I'm not saying that he did, guys but it is very possible that stephen king may have borrowed from those movies to make the it character in a way in a way i'm not saying 100 percent, but i'm yeah. just saying i mean i can that's like a kind of a far-fetched theory but i can see where that could make sense a lot of people that have been talking about reviews of it have made comparisons to freddy krueger yeah no there's there's a that's lot of, why I say I, there's that. a lot of ways that i can see that too but I don't know. I still feel like they're very much their own. No worries. I mean, I just, I just, I've noticed a lot of people making the connection. For sure. Uh, also, I don't know how I feel about that though. <laughs> Andy Muschietti actually did a Q and A on, I believe it was on Twitter, and he had expressed like what had scared him as a child. What would it have exploited for his fear? 
Somebody asked him on Twitter what some of the scariest scenes that he saw as a kid and what like struck him and scared him as a kid. And on Twitter, he said the Zuni doll at the end of the trilogy of terror. Fuck yeah. That scared me, scared the piss out of me. I'll show you a picture here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 That thing really scared me as a kid. It gave me nightmares. I was afraid of little things under the bed because of that movie. I was um, scared of that. He also said, he went on further to say that the eye on the shoulder of Manster and every shot in Dr. Phoebes. <laughs> I think that I said that right. Is Phoebes or Phibes? Anyway, I don't know. thought it was interesting that he pointed out Trilogy to Terror, wanted to bring it up. Yes. That's it for the uh, It's Extravaganza! Extravaganza! There is a new trailer that has just come out by the name of Tragedy Girls, which Ooh. I showed Brittany shortly before we recorded. I fucking creamed my jeans. Fucking cool, right? Looks so great. They're so comparing cool. it to Heather's with butcher knives. That's what the director has yeah. deemed it. It. I'm sorry, but it seems looks appropriate. So much fun, like dude! I, I want to get all my girlfriends together that fucking love horror movies and go watch this together. Like the it's, song too. Yes, and it feels so different to me than like what everybody's like. Well, so you like Scream Queens? Then no, I don't fucking like Scream Queens. I like the first season. I hate that fucking show. It's Sorry. so fucking dumb to me. But I hate half the bitches that are in that show. I hate season two, but I so like season I one. Just, half the actresses drive me up a fucking wall, <laughs> so I'm not interested in watching it. But this is a nigga Sonic teenage warhead. This. Is different to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just looks, it's like Heather's, Mean Girls, whatever, but they're fucking killers. And I'm getting my perfect. guy card pulled hard. No, you're right not. Now. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> but I, I look at this shit and I'm just like, oh man, that's kind of me in high school. I like it, man. Because I, like... I didn't actually kill anyone, so you guys know. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I'm kind of obsessed with like the social so- sociology behind the internet. And how it's affecting and or not affecting the world that we live in today. Reality versus perception, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's very fascinating to me to see this kind of movie. This is a very modern horror. Well, this is a cool, fresh take And it's on funny. That. Yeah, and it it's seems funny. funny. But it's like that's how I'm looking at it. Is this is a, a direction that they haven't necessarily tried to go yet. Right. Because you've seen like Unfriended or like whatever the fuck. Like there's all these different things that are social media kind of based. It's fresh. It's different. It's fun. And it looks entertaining as fuck. To give you guys an idea what the movie is about, I'll put a link down below so you can check out the trailer for yourself. But it's essentially about two girls that aren't very popular on social media. And so they figure out a way. Apparently there's like a, a serial killer going around killing people. I don't know if it's them, just them, or there is actually a serial killer and they are killing people. I think that's going to end up being a twist. I, I think it's 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 them together, but I don't know. It's kind of confusing. I feel like there's going to be some crazy serial killer like plot twist. They're saying they're calling themselves the Tragedy Girls, and they're trying to get people to like their page in order to like them because, like, one of the girls, she like actually tells her friend, she's like, "The only person that liked your post earlier on Twitter." Is your mom. Mm-hmm. That's sad. That's sad. <laughs> Negasonic oh. Teenage War Warhead. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> from Deadpool. Uh, but anyway, if you guys want to check it out, I think it looks cool. I love the song in it. I think it sounds, it's perfect. Whoever put the trailer together did an amazing mm. job. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It reminds me of in the vein of 90s movies with that sort of humorous side to it a little bit. So maybe we're seeing like a modernized 90s 
Because it kind of feels that way, doesn't it? It does. It absolutely does. And then it also reminds, we got that fucking Happy Death Happy Day Death coming coming out too. All right, guys. Another another thing about the news that uh, was really big uh, was the new Hellboy. We got to see David Harbour mm-hmm. as Hellboy. Fresh off the heels of Stranger Things. Holy In shit, does he David look like... Harbour. Does, does he not look like... Oh, no, he looks like Ron Perlman. It's like, it's <laughs> right? so... Right, that's like, what I'm okay. saying. So my my thoughts on this was, I was, I love Hellboy. Right. And... Well, we talked about it last we week a little bit. And I am still super fucking butthurt about the fact that Ron Perlman's not on board. Should have gotten a trilogy. To do this. And I know, I'm like, who fucked up that contract? You didn't have like, to have fucking Guillermo del fuck. Toro. No, but I love Guillermo. Don't even. They should have done a third one. I know, I agree. As much as I am sad about the fact that Ron Perlman is not involved, and I feel like it's a mistake that he's not doing it, I love David Harbour. Yeah, no, no, yeah, everybody does. And so does everybody loves Neil Marshall. And if you love, I mean, fuck, if you liked Stranger Things, which who the fuck didn't, like, of course you love him and you love his character, but not even just that, and everything else in his fucking, Everyone that's involved is amazing. Category of fucking filmography and shit that he's done. He's a great fucking actor, and he's probably one of the only people that I could think of to play Hellboy. Yeah. Besides Ron Perlman, that I feel I could do it justice, it but makes I still sense, have my reservations. But in a way, like I feel like they try to make him look like Ron Perlman. He so looks much. so much like him. It's and, almost but e- I don't either care. either that or he's just Ron Perlman was totally made for the role, and he was. You know what I mean? Like it's, you can't you can't stray too far away from that though, because your fans are going to get pissed. I'll watch it, but I'm still a little butthurt, guys. I'm no, not I, lie. I am too. I absolutely am. But that kind of restored my faith a little bit. Like seeing those two images that they leaked for it. Right. I'm like, okay, he looks like Ron Perlman, but there's subtle differences that you can see. So he's still his own person right. as the character, which is fine, but he still has that, embodiment of Ron Perlman as Hellboy. So I'm interested to see how he does. I think he's going to be phenomenal. He's a great actor. It's going to be super interesting. I'm still going to watch it because I will never turn my back on the Hellboy franchise. So yeah, we'll see. Well, guys, what do you think? Let us know in the comment section about what you thought. We got to see some of your opinions, but let us know. I mean, like, how do you feel? I'm kind of on the fence. Also, fans of uh, the game Dead by Daylight might be tantalized by their new character their new monster that they released which is britney's favorite leatherface <laughs> she she can't get enough of that nope. so i made sure you got to say it <laughs> yeah thank you there's nothing wrong with that I know, i'm I know excited I talk about, about it. leatherface a whole lot guys but well and they did mike myers on it before that was one of the first main ones and i think this is their way of trying to trump the Friday the 13th video game is by adding mm. other characters yeah. that you can play as monsters in Dead by Daylight, which if you haven't played the game, it's actually not a bad game. It's a little bit of a different mechanic than you would play in like Friday the 13th, the video game. And it and it's still fun. Like I, I really did enjoy it long before I got to play Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have all new perks. He's going to have his chainsaw that they named Bubba Chainsaw. One of the perks is going to show other characters on the map. So when you hook somebody on the fucking to feed to the entity, like Mm. it will show everybody on the map for like a brief like three second period. As long as they're a distance away from the hook. Yeah. If they're not close to the hook, then you'll be able to see them for a little bit, which will kind of give you a little bit of a head start. And then it kind of didn't they say that while... 
if you go out and you kill them or hurt them or whatever within the time frame that the character's on the hook, you get an extra amount of points or something like that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And then if you hit somebody with the... You get a you get a hammer and a chainsaw as mm-hmm. your weapon, but the perks are pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah. If you guys are fans of the games, you can play it on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It's out now on all of them. Leatherface is available probably for like five bucks. Yeah, it looks awesome. So check that out. Also, one of my uh, excitements I'm actually really excited about is Zach Baggins is actually opening up the Haunted Museum. We've been waiting for like a year, guys, to know when this fucking museum is going to be opening, and it's going to be October 2nd. (laughs) So he announced that it was going to be October. We're going to try to make it out there, guys. We're going to try to get some video. Me and Christina are going to go definitely for ourselves. I know you could give two fucks about it. Is he going to be there? I don't, I don't, probably not. Because if, if I can go He and might pun- be opening and, night. If I can go and punch him in his vagina, I'm uh, super into it. No, I, no, I will go no. for that. <laughs> no. No, I don't. I, it's not like I, I actually care about the, the museum and everything. I just don't give a fuck about him. I don't, I don't mind him. I, th- I think he's fine. I think he's a businessman. He knows what he's doing. He puts on a really good show. A lot of people really enjoy it. Probably a lot of females more so than exactly. guys. Exactly. But. Regardless, I don't think that that it, I think it's an entertaining show. It's one of the most entertaining paranormal shows I've seen. Yeah, a lot of people like it. And I'm you not... know what's funny? Every person that always tells me that they fucking like exactly what you're saying. Once they start watching a bunch of them, like a lot of them, they get addicted. I've, I've seen pretty much every episode. You know, Eric, I, I still hate him. <laughs> uh, Eric down in Tucson. Yeah, he was like making fun of me for like months. And then he started watching him. Now he's addicted. Yeah, well, the show's fun. Like it's, I still kind of hate it, but it, it's still fun. Like it's, it's not something that I'm going to completely denounce. And I don't judge people for watching it or enjoying it. Like that's fine. And regardless I of the still show, though, want to punch him in his mangina, Alex. <laughs> like I still do. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, he annoys the fuck out of me. Like, I mean, okay. If he wasn't on it, I wouldn't hate the show as much as I do. I like the show, but uh, regardless of the show, whether you like the show or not, no, this the- museum has legit, yes, fucking haunted items. If if you even believe minusculely in a fucking little bit of the paranormal mm-hmm. or just are infatuated with the fact that maybe maybe you're into Dr. Death and Kevorkian. He's got the fucking death mobile in his fucking museum. Yeah. No, it's he literally broke the wall down on his side of his house to pull this motherfucker in there. He's got haunted dolls. He's got haunted jewelry. He's got ha- the fucking Dybbuk box. A fucking Dybbuk box, dude. No, it's Pe- totally worth it. Like It's amazing. It's fantastic. And good on him for being able to like bring this type of attraction to the masses so right. we can come and see it. If so it, I appreciate If anything, that. if you even don't like the show, at least he's got this. Exactly. Like I'm not going to hate on him for this. This is awesome. And he is a beautiful. fucking businessman. He's smart as fuck because if I had access to this shit, this is exactly what I'd fucking do. I mean, what else do you do with it? No, I mean, that's what you do. That is what you do. You right. make it available to all the people who love this shit to be able to come and, and enjoy it like too right you know you don't close that shit off you make it something that people can have access to well me and christina are going to try to make it out there in october is it in la no it's in las vegas oh i want to go it's an old las vegas christina are trying are trying to save up um about 400 bucks just of cash how much is the ticket i don't know I don't know. We haven't looked it up. Well, the tickets know. should be on sale by the time you guys hear this, but I don't know 100% yet because he hasn't announced a date. Well, I'm due for a Vegas trip, so let me know. But we want to go there, and then we want to go see John Carpenter. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because he's not coming to Phoenix. I know. 
And I saw Cody post on Facebook about it, and I was like, fuck, dude, like, I hope they come here. And then Christine was like, if we save up this money, mm-hmm. we could do both. And I was yes. like, fuck, dude, I'll sell my nut. I'll sell my <laughs> nut for like 10 grand. Like, take my testy. If I had a kid, I'd sell it to go to Disneyland. <laughs> so I'm ready. All right. I want to go too. We're in. Well, if you weren't down, we'll figure it out, dude. We're in. Guys, also in the news, we got an Ultimate Puppet Master Blu-ray yeah. collection. Comes in a wooden it's so fucking dope. Toulon fucking suitcase, dude. It's so dope. All of the movies from the Puppet Master series, all 12 of them, apparently, unless there's a 12th. I don't know. I've lost track. Unless there's like a 12 disc that is just the extras, but it comes with all of this. It comes with a miniature blade creature, which is the fucking puppet with the knife on his hand and like a booklet and all this other shit. It's literally $250 for the whole fucking thing, which is a little bit out of my price range. Yeah, there is 12 of them, by the way. Yeah, there is 12 movies. Yeah. Yep. And they're actually going to be only 100 available on 10-16, so October 16th. The pre-sale for these are going to come out on October 2nd. So all the copies will be signed and numbered by Charles Band. So if you're one of the lucky 100 to get this, uh, I will envy you and probably yeah. give you blowjobs. A lot of them. A lot of blowjobs, guys. I did tell Alex I had to at least mention this one thing, guys. Which is awesome. Which is amazing. So, I just want to let you know, welcome to your nightmare, bitch. Rick and Morty's Scary Terry is getting his own pop vinyl. Pop Funko. Come on, baby. Oh, my God. I'm so I'm excited. actually, I don't even collect those things, but I'd be tempted for that one. It's amazing. Like, if, if, if you're a fan of Rick and Morty, which I feel like most of you are. Mm, I saw some people oh, recently. Oh, I know. God, I don't even care. I'm sorry. They're like, I don't like fart jokes. And I'm like. I love fart jokes. I'm like, I'm okay with fart jokes if there's like some deeper meaning behind it. Don't shut up. Everyone loves fart jokes. Here's the thing about you Rick and Morty. You cannot trust a single person who doesn't find farts funny. I'm right. sorry. That's kind of true. You can't. Uh, here's the thing. Rick and Morty is funny. I'm not saying it isn't, but I think it's more creative than it is funny. It's smart. It's intelligent. Exactly. And that's why I like it as much as I do. I think people are looking for something more because it's so built up. and they. But I saw some people posting about it and they were like, I just hate it. I think it's stupid. Well, they're stupid. They like fucking BoJack Horseman. BoJack Horseman is kind of funny, but it's, it's also kind of funny, but it's not <laughs> like, Rick and Morty. No, like I'm sorry, I I don't know. Like I I know there are people who don't like Rick and Morty and don't enjoy it or whatever. But and you all should be shot in the fucking head. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way. It's an intelligent comedy. You. It's an intelligent cartoon comedy. It's fucking hilarious. It's hey, like, man. It's up there for me with fucking Mr. Pickles. If they if they like... It's amazing. If they like it or don't, it doesn't matter. I don't I don't no, get offended I, that, like, that someone doesn't like it, but I am a little surprised by it. Yeah, I am too. Like, that's, that's how I... Especially for people in the horror community that love horror movies and they love horror films and shit. There's why would so you much not pop like culture in it. I mean, Scary Terry. Come on. He's straight up fucking Freddy Krueger. It's That's amazing. Yeah. Bitch. Like every fucking two seconds. It's it's great. I, I love it. I don't care. <laughs> I might get it. I might pick it up because it, 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 I don't know how many they're going to sell, but. It's tits. Anyway, I- guys, that's it for the news. Now it's time for us to dip into the flesh and potatoes early this week on a Monday. For violent excrement. Yeah, violent <laughs> shit. Fuck you, censorship, you motherfuckers. <laughs> anyway, 
we're gonna go ahead and do that right now. Okay, guys, we are back, and we're going to kick it off with Violent Shit, the original. We're going to kind of briefly talk about Violent Shit 2, 3, maybe even 4, but mostly just focus on the original movie and the remake called Violent Shit, the movie from 2015. So the first movie, Violent Shit, came out in 1989. The story goes... A demented, wicked, deformed, cannibalistic killer named Kay, the Butcher Shitter, a.k.a. Carl the Butcher, escapes from the police and slaughters people in many gory, bloody ways. Although it's probably more about a kid possessed by the devil who kills his mother and grows up mentally handicapped, escapes the police as an adult, has a keen taste for genitals, then goes on a murderous rampage only to explode into a billion pieces by giving birth to a baby. So, yeah. Yeah. Just spoiled the whole movie. Pretty much. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it was directed and written by Andreas Schnaz. I hope I'm saying that properly. He is the director of the movie Zombie 90 Extreme Pestilence, which is some of the best English dubbing I think I've ever heard in a movie ever. Like, no joke. Like, damn, man, what you talk about? Have you seen that? <laughs> no. Oh, my God, dude, it's amazing. He also did a kind of a bigger budget movie. It was called Anthropophagus 2000. Oh, yeah. I've seen a bunch of clips from that. That was kind of like one of his big mainstream movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Mainstream-ish. Ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also was a part of Goblet of Gore, Violent Shit 2, 3, and four, plus Carl versus Axe, which he co-directed. He also did the movies Unrated Movies 1 and 2. Interesting story about this. Now, definitely going to go over the cast a little bit, although most of these people, you'll never know who the fuck they are because literally it's just anybody. Mm-hmm. But there are some people that went on to do some big things, and I will talk about that. The reason that I wanted to pick this series, Violent Shit, and why I bought the entire collection of the uh, Violent Shit in a Box from Synapse Films, plus the new Blu-ray of the new movie, which probably didn't need a Blu-ray. No. Is the reason why is this story is really fascinating. First of all, if you guys don't know, we had a war back uh, in the day. It was called World War Two. You might have heard of it. <laughs> uh, anyway, Germany was a shitty place to be a horror fan after World War Two. Obviously, because of the Nazi regime, they were a little concerned about anything that might be somewhat subversive or dark or whatever. Rightfully so in some ways, but a lot of people really felt like they were censored and they felt like they couldn't express themselves and they couldn't enjoy films. In fact, most of the films that we got to grow up with at a younger age were spanned out of Germany outright back in the 80s and before. There was like very few movies that actually slipped through the cracks and got to people. Most all subversive movies, though, were completely banned. Like I said, some of them slipped through and it started a sort of revolution for a do-it-yourself home video fucking horror movie madness. And there's pretty much like three directors and Andreas Schnoss is at the top of that list because he made a movie called Violent Shit. Mm-hmm. And actually, I don't even know what the original title was because 
there was a different name, I think, before it. But they made these movies with the intention of watching them themselves, not for anybody else's consumption. They literally just made this for themselves because they weren't able to see these types of things. So they went out and did this. Um, but they it started up a whole revolution of scaremeisters, is what they called them. Uh, Goremeisters, scaremeisters. And he loved early movies from like the Shaw Brothers, which you may or may not have seen. There are a lot of Asian films uh, from the Shaw Brothers. There's some like part action, part horror, like really oddball fucking crazy shit that me and Patrick got to cover. Like we did the Devil Fetus, which is a Shaw Brothers movie. But they also did like Kung Fu action, gory movies, too. He was also a big fan of Hammer films. These are some of the movies that would slip through the cracks that they were able to actually watch. And so based on that, they decided to make movies seeing these just these rare few that came through. Otherwise, they would have only seen Dergalum and like fucking Nosferatu Mm -hmm. from like early days, which Nosferatu is like one of the earliest horror films ever made. But there is a big blank spot there for very many decades of horror movies. His first short movie that he made. He had a lot of support from his family. He rented a camera. He made a short that he titled Hunted, where he played a stalker, and he hunted and eventually disemboweled his own grandfather, who was very happy to play this role, by the way. (laughs) Like, extremely happy. I haven't personally seen it, but this is what I've been told. Disembowel an elderly man. uh, And the success of this from his friends gave birth to the movie his first feature film which took 2 years to make because he made the short in 87 and then he started making the violent shit feature film in 87 to 89 um he invested about $2500 at the age of 18 years old into his first feature length um violent shit obviously and he had some pen pals that he used to write to in New Zealand and one of those people happened to be called Aunt Timpson who went on to produce the movies like ABCs of Death, mm-hmm. Deathgasm, and even Turbo Kid. Fucking Deathgasm. So this is his pen pal. Like, That's amazing. What a great pen pal to have fucking as a seriously. kid, right? I yeah. love the ABCs of Death, and Deathgasm is fucking brilliant. Now, I know I'm a little long-winded on this, guys, but I really find this very fascinating because no, it it's, it's, it's super important as to why these movies are such a shitty schlock fest um and why they have such a name in a way and they're not necessarily good movies but they helped further the cinema and horror genre in germany and outside of it even when it released it was the first german direct-to-video horror film and because of its nature obviously being so subversive it got yanked by the German government, but obviously it was too late. This movie got spread like wildfire because this is during the days where people were just training fucking VHS of everything. Mm -hmm. So there was like copies of copies and people were selling copies and like there was like an industry because this was also during the time when they were trying to ban movies in the UK even for being too violent or too graphic because they thought that it was going to affect the way people thought. So you can imagine Germany also feels the same way, but they had a whole Nazi regime that they were trying to cover up. Yeah, they're coming fresh off the heels yeah. of fucking Nazi Germany. Yeah, and this isn't, we're talking a few decades before it, you know? Like, yeah. So, but because of this, and there were other do-it-yourself directors like Jörg Butzgeritz, who did Necromantic, 
and you had Olaf Ittenbach, who did Burning Moon, and they were roughly released around the same time as these movies, so they kind of all blew up at the same time. It was obviously not just his idea, but he was one of the first. Andreas Schnoss, I'm talking about. These were German shockers as well, and they got really big. These movies... And Andreas Schnatz, in particular, knew that they had to continue to kind of push this. And so they made several sequels after it that would push the envelope. These aren't movies that are good, guys. These are movies that will do things that you will be shocked by because they've never been done before. Kind of like in the vein of... Well, in their time, especially. Yeah, like a home video of... A Serbian film. They're basically snuff films. Essentially, yeah. Like Essentially is a, is pretty much what they are. They they're weren't like snuff, snuff films, films they're... because everybody knew they were fake. Right. But they're still like, like you said, I mean, like a home shot yeah. version of, so this was like the um, America's home videos of a Serbian film. Essentially, basically. guys, violent shit is the middle finger from Germany's public to, to... say, fuck you censorship. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. That's why I wanted to kind of go over this a little bit, because this will lead into the remake and all this other shit for us. So I wanted to kind of mention it. Now, I'm going to shoot through the cast a little bit. Some of the cast that was in this didn't have any previous or after roles ever again in anything ever. But there are a few that did do some other things. One of the guys who was in the forest with the other guy working, digging holes and trimming trees. (laughs) Wolfgang Hins plays Wolfgang. Also, he was in Zombie 90 Extreme Pestilence. But he's also a producer for movies like Hanger and Inbred. Also had Gabby Basner, Volker Mechter, Christian Bialis, Steve Akalina, who did Violent Shit 1. He was in the movie Violent Shit 1. He was also produced 2, 3, and I believe the remake. And he also helped edit 1 through 3 plus Zombie 90 Extreme Pestilence and then was a cinematographer for this as well. Hmm. So he kind of had his hands steeped in this quite a bit. And he'll play into it more later on. Uh, What do you think, though? Honestly, your first thoughts. Be straight up honest. It's fine. But knowing what I told you and how it started a revolution, it's got to open your mind a little, right? No, like, I honestly, like, I just, I don't know. It was just complete and full nonsensical fucking violence and gore, which is fine. Right. You know, I love that kind of shit. When I'm, this is kind these movies to me are kind of like the cream of the crop for B-rated fucking movies. Sure. Well, B, they're probably C. They're like D. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't even go far to say B, but like C, D rated fucking horror movies, but they're pretty decent. I'll defend these movies a lot, though. Which is fine. And I mean, Just because you, of the as history. As you should. Like, I, I would back you on that up until the remake. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it was a ride. I don't know. <laughs> I, to, to me, it w- I was for a home filmed movie like it. There was there was times where you could really feel that that was what they were doing, but there's other times where you don't really get that at all, you know? And it, it was, it was interesting to me because I've seen worse movies that are big budget films. Really? Yes. So that's at least to me, they're terrible in comparison. Like story made no fucking sense. It was completely fucking yeah. just outlandish bullshit. It's almost like they thought you knew what they were yeah, talking like, they about. They think you know where they're going with whatever the fuck they're doing. And you're yeah. just like, what? No one knows where you're going with what you're right. doing. Literally no one. I don't think you know what you're doing. Right. Still like some of the effects and like, and it's, it's also interesting to me to know that this was done in the eighties, the late eighties, because it feels newer. 
okay. than that a little bit, which I'm probably going to sound crazy to some people, but they did really well with a lot of their effects and their gore. Some parts were just fucking stupid and then other parts were just really cool. There's a lot of shit that I could have done completely without in this movie, but <laughs> I still, it was not boring. Let me put it to you this way. <laughs> if someone told you that you couldn't be Britney, what would you do? Well, you would, would be, be more me. Britney would than Britney. Yeah, I'd be more than Brit- Britney. Yeah, I'd be yeah. More Britney than Britney. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And that's why like, I knew that there was, I, I was a, kind of familiar with like the controversy and the, the story behind the film and why they made it and why they did what they did, you know, before watching it. Right. Um, so I understand the big middle finger that they have extended as they're doing this. Right. Um, it's still to me, it's some of it is just complete nonsense. That's not needed at all. I understand, but I know why they did it. Sure. And I understand why they did it. And it makes perfect sense to me because if I was going to make a movie in 1989, this is probably what I would have done. Right. And you're, so. you got to remember, this is somebody that had never done film before. Right. And Literally just saw a, a bunch of Shaw Brothers movies, which, let's be honest, uh, as fun as they are, aren't the greatest aspect shitty. of like movies to base horror off of. Right. They're really fantasy movies. I, I don't feel like this. I mean, I don't know. Like, this is definitely not a lot of people are going to know about this at all. Never heard of it, whatever. But I feel like it's worth watching. Yeah. And I and I hope some people, like, they watch this and they come out with a different appreciation for people who made these movies and understand why they did it. Well, in that, and that's, that's the point I want to make about my opinion. First of all, like, without knowing this, if you were to watch this movie, you would be like, this is garbage. Right. I never want to fucking see this. I will never watch this again. Um, but then you have to, like, put yourself in a different perspective and then kind of understand that, you know, if you were a kid and you just went out and wanted to fucking make a fucking horror movie, what they did is pretty amazing Mm -hmm. for someone that knew nothing about special effects, practical effects, like storytelling, editing, anything. And if you, if you watch these, there's a series, there's like four of them plus a fucking remake the movie, um, and you, you realize that, like, it starts to get better. Like, you know, like, he actually learned from his, you know, thing. He was still trying to push the boundaries and a lot of different stuff. Um, even in part three, they, like, talk about Nazis and stuff, which is kind of like a no-no, mm-hmm. you know, in German cinema. So he was continually trying to push that boundary. Um, my personal opinion is, and this is, you know, before, when I first saw it and I knew nothing about any of the history whatsoever. I thought to myself, what happens if an eight-year-old puts together a movie? (laughs) What if that eight-year-old isn't actually eight years at all? Absolutely no reference of time or anything in this movie. It jumps from a kid playing with a balloon for 10 fucking minutes in this title with some weird song, and then it jumps to him killing his mom 30 years into the future. I feel like... This is a movie that I would be like if my friend was like, dude, check out what I made when I was 10 years old. And then he made it with his dad's camera and then made it up as they went. Right. You know, but again, in all fairness, the movie inspired many people to make movies for better or worse. And that's worth something to me. Plus, the movie gets better. The movies actually do progressively get better as they go. They're all fucking silly and fucking gory and ridiculous as they go. 
but they're they get better. Plus, Carl the Butcher seems to have absolutely no motive no, to kill his mom, eat people and their penises or vaginas, I think, too. He wields a gigantic butcher's bone cleaver, which is the one that you like separate bones apart from the corpuscle or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> um, I mean, what more do you fucking want? You know, it's poorly shot, edited poorly. Audio is completely botched. It Audio's almost the worst. It like echoes. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Yeah, the audio was the hardest thing about it to, for me. It's interlaced with music that doesn't seem to fit. No. Long, exaggerated scenes of people just running. Every time somebody's killed, there's no like audio for the like, oh, my God, you're killing me. Every now and then they'll burst through with a little scream here and there. But the music's louder than anything else. Oh, and by the way, the music's done by Mickey Engel, apparently, whoever that is. He never did anything again. The music's not terrible. No, it's not. It's, it's actually, actually pretty, pretty good yeah, for it's pretty decent. for a homemade. Yeah. Pretty but again, good in all of them actually. Yeah. The music's pretty fucking great. Well, it gets progressively better yeah. as it goes on, but uh it did definitely this movie did push the boundaries a bit with the gore, uh and not in the oh my god, this is good way. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like I can't believe they're showing this kind of thing way. Ugh. Right? I mean, it's got some history to it, and it started a whole fuck ton of fucking people to be able to come out of the closet and push the fucking German censorship board, basically, the fuck back. And it's got its own theme song. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck you. <laughs> it's, fu- it's, it's kind of great in its own way. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be proud of this if I made this I as a too. kid. I would, too. I'd be like, if 18... If I made that shit at that fucking... Oh, fuck yes. Right. I would show that to everyone. I would show it at family fucking... Like, <laughs> I don't know gatherings. about that. I'd be like, look at this shit I made at my family reunion. Grandma, like, check this fuck out. Fuck you. Like, watch me fuck this bitch with a knife in the fucking forest. Like, <laughs> Which was a scene I could have completely done without, by the way, because uh, at no point. As well as a lot of people, actually. No fucking point to that shit. Like, I was actually, like, totally like, all right, this is kind of cool. Like, whatever. This is different. It's fun. And then that scene comes around, and I'm like, mm-mm. It's like I said, when they tell Britney that Britney can't be Britney. I get why they do it, but sort of, kind of still don't understand why they oh, have to throw that I in there. Agree. I understand to a point why they were like, yeah, let's fucking shove a knife in this chick's pussy like after he touches her fucking clit for a few minutes like and i'm just sitting here going this is so fucking disgusting there was a deeper meaning though i think that uh was no, there <laughs> was there really because i don't think so <laughs> i think just, they just uh, did it to do it because they wanted to do it and they couldn't do it before so they're like fucking suck my dick I'm going to do what the fuck I want to, which is fine. There's so much fucking genital mutilation in all of these movies. Well, that's, yeah, he's addicted to genital. So and a, and a lot of male genitals. Mostly more than male. Genitals, yeah. It's mostly male. So and those say. were some good fake dicks. Yeah, I they liked them. did a pretty them. good job. Did I, you like them? I like those you dicks. Like <laughs> <laughs> they did a really great job with those, though. I was actually pretty impressed. But I could have definitely, especially because I felt like it was unnecessary. Well, one of them looked like and wax. I, mean, I love I love gratuitous like violence and gore. Like I'm a big old fucking gore horror. Like all day, every day. Right. Love it. However, some things I just 
am not on board with, and that's one of them. Totally understandable. I'm just trying to look at it from perspective of, hey, how do we push something that we've never seen before? Right. And they're t- we're talking about someone that's like 16, 17, that's, 18 years old. That's why I don't fault them for doing it. Right. So, I mean, and their family was supportive of it, so you kind of have to wonder. Yeah, my mom would have kicked my ass. Well, you just know that, that does, just because you do dark, fucked up things doesn't, like, we talk about dark, fucked up we things. We are duck, dark, fucked up things. Duck, fucked up? Duck, fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we are dark, fucked up things, and our parents still love us, so that's cool. I mean, truthfully, though, if you want to look at this from a movie perspective, a feature presentation, it really makes no goddamn sense. No! And at times, it even gets, like, metaphysical. So stupid. Like, there's, like, weird metaphysical shit. Yeah, his whole, like... I feel like, like there's a deeper meaning to it, but I don't think there is one. Yeah, no, they try and do this this whole weird, like... I don't even under... I don't know what the fuck they were doing. It's like... Uh, almost like an epiphany-esque kind of like moment. Yeah, like he praises Jesus and then, and then climbs, climbs into, into him. Climbs into him. And then first of all, where he starts like climbing into him is not where he was cutting at all. Like, yeah, that was, There's so yeah. many just off fucking things. And I'm like, how'd this motherfucker even get this bone fucking cleaver? Wow. Where did he find this? How are these fucking police officers in the first place? They don't. They look like normal people transporting him in a shitty green van that might say police on the side. I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Well, and remember, you know, he didn't know how to make movies, so... Right, and it's just... there's just To be con- able to even pull that off with, like, fake legs and shit. Continuity issue after continuity issue after continuity issue, but it doesn't fucking matter because this is home fucking film. This is a home movie. Right. And this is great. Like, there are worse movies that were big productions that I've seen than this. So I'm not disappointed with it at all. Like, it was... There's some scenes I could give a fuck less about that could they could cut and it would make no fucking difference either way i am actually gonna make sure i tell people to watch this shit because it is worth watching i don't know i think it's just at least it's like one of those things where you're like well why did this happen why did this why did the german board like open themselves up to more cinema after this is because of movies like this. This right. isn't again. This isn't acquired taste. It's not. It's not. It's not even about acquired taste. It's just strictly. I don't know history. Pretty much. <laughs> you know. But I mean, like, it's not good. No. Like, I, I can't sit there and go, "Oh yeah, man, I really like this movie." I would give it like a two, like just because. It's fair. Like how if I were to never know anything about the history, I would literally give it like a one or a two. But in the same respect, like they do some pretty cool shit with the the gore i do it was pretty impressive that's what it was for anyway because they couldn't see that stuff in movies yeah i mean i was pretty impressed with it for the most part like it was well done right especially in the late 80s like good on you i mean if you can fucking tolerate a serbian film you can watch this fucking series right and well and this took well i don't know that's well shot well yeah it's but, but it's, it's because of movies like that, though. Because of movies like because violent of movies shit. like violent shit is why we have a Serbian film. Exactly. So to you're push fucking the welcome, yeah. everybody who wants Love to suck the movie. dick of a Serbian film. <laughs> this is why. So watch this shit. Get on board and appreciate it. Because if we didn't have this, you wouldn't get a Serbian film. Well, and for two thousand five hundred dollars, it took two years to make back in the late eighties. Yeah. And uh, did you know that the reason that the name actually came about is that the guy he was pen pals with he was like apparently i guess he sent him tapes of this footage and was like here check this out and he was just like holy shit like what the fuck violent shit right 
he was like, that's, he called it violent shit. And, th- and I think this was before the name. So they were like, well, that sounds like a good name. So let's just call it that. Because it's essentially what they were trying to do. They were just trying to make violent shit. They weren't trying to make a good story. They weren't trying to make a fucking uh, realistic characters or anything like that. They were Clearly. just trying to see shit that they couldn't see. Right. So, uh Supposedly, the movie was shot on a rented video camera that they shot with a lot of their friends, which I believe the friends part is true. I don't know about the rented camera. Uh, Andreas Schnoss Schnoss is the guy who gets chopped up in half, supposedly, although they say that he also plays Carl the Butcher, a.k.a. K. the Butcher Shitter. Who's the main people. killer? It doesn't make any sense. No. I'm so confused because those are two very different people. Some say that they didn't, that he didn't portray it. Some say that he did. He's so young, it's hard to tell. Like I know what he looks like now. In the notes of the fucking collection that I got, that is written by somebody that should know. He says that he did play Carl the Butcher. Um, How did he do? That was in the Synapse film notes. And I don't know, but he said they'd use a different pseudonym to play him. But on IMDb, it says two different things. And in the movie, it says two different things. So it's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. You know the song in it? Violet! Shit! <laughs> Violet! Shit! <laughs> Kill <get> the mother! <laughs> so Violet! Fucking excellent. Shit! Violet! <laughs> Shit! Anyway, that was by a band called Vice Versa. Like, how it sounds, vice yeah. versa. <laughs> so excellent. Not the appropriate way, but that's what it was called. Uh, did you have any uh, favorite scenes? I um yeah, actually. Um, uh, all right. <laughs> you have some good scenes. You loved, huh? <laughs> um, I actually really like the scene when he interrupts the dudes that are like nonsensically cutting fucking tree branches in the forest or whatever. He's like, you think I like <laughs> digging holes? Doing? You think I like digging holes? Yeah, because they argue and shit or whatever. Like before this, don't they? Like do they bicker back and forth or yeah, whatever? That's the, what I'm he like, says. Well, yeah, like, you get like doing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I like digging holes in the morning. I don't think so. So stupid. And they dig for like five minutes and it's done. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I would dig for five minutes for twenty dollars an hour or whatever. Like okay, but anyway, um, the I actually really enjoy the scene where he takes the tree trimmer thing that weird fucking like long saw blade with yeah. all the teeth yeah it looks like um the clippers a, the tree trim uh whatever the trimmers. there's yeah. a fucking animal that has a fucking snout like that that they make fucking yeah. weapons out of in africa and shit anyway platypus no it's not a fucking platypus <laughs> alex <laughs> they make spears out of platypus bills no, no they probably but no not in this case pterodactyl anyway. No, <laughs> but when he fucking cuts the dude in half, like that was that was pretty fucking cool. I don't yeah. know. They did a really great job with that. I was thoroughly impressed, even though it's straight like hamburger meat. Like it still or looks fucking cool. Like and they, they did a great job of like when they pull the legs away and separate him from the body. I mean, that's not. It looks cool. They will not accomplish that with that fucking like weapon. I mean, they clearly had However, him underground. Like they dug a hole. For the most part, but they did a good, like, you, you don't necessarily, unless you're people like us that really look for that kind of shit, like, you're not going to notice that right off the bat. Right. Like, you, when you just watch it, they do a pretty good job, especially once they pull, once he pulls the legs away from him. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, his upper half would not still be fucking twitching and moving around. Right. By this point at all. But, and I, and I had issues with what was shown where they cut him, which is not 
anatomically correct. However, whatever. It was fucking cool. Like, I, I really, really liked it. I and agree. I, I thought that scene in particular was super interesting. There was a lot of scenes that I thought were really cool and actually very well done for being a home shot film. Um, and they were pretty on point for the most part with a lot of their gore and a lot of the effects. Um, Don't they cut that other dude's dick off in that scene? Oh, yeah. And then, like, he fondles his stub? A yes. Bit? Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, he, like, he was, like, he getting into it. He basically jacks off the fucking, like stub that's of right the wiener and yeah. i'm like what the well fuck i mean are you doing honestly i came Did you? <laughs> no not at all <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was like he plays more with the with like the, the little nubbins than little he does nibbies. anything else and i'm just like what the hell little nibbin nubbins but it was still it was a good fake dick i mean good on right. them they did a good job with that shit it did look kind of waxy but it was cool one of my favorite scenes is definitely Jesus on the cross. Oh, that was dope. Yeah. He prays to him for a couple of minutes. Then he hacks him open, molests the wound. Yeah. Then climbs into it. Like, like straight up disappears. Right. And then it's like all this like watery tomato paste starts pouring out. <laughs> his legs are his little legs are kicking like out of Jesus's body hole. <laughs> That scene was so. That was like, really funny. I had a feeling that was your favorite, so I was like, "I'll let Alex talk about that one." Yeah, that was, uh, that was that was Mouse's. He was like, "This is amazing." That was crazy. Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, like, was, but I love it because he's a- just like. He disappears into the cavity of Jesus with his little legs kicking at the end of it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Well, and this is why I think there's like a deeper meaning. I feel like philosophically, like they're trying to fucking like, I don't know. I don't like, know what they're trying to say either. I don't but fucking know, man. I feel like there's a deeper meaning. They definitely allude to the fact that there's probably some deeper philosophical reasoning behind this shit. But uh, they're especially with like the, he's the baby dealing with some end. like subconscious thing or whatever. Yeah, well, it's don't jump to that so just yet. Fucking weird. It's just but yeah, bat shit fucking crazy. There's some sort of metaphysical thing going on here. Yeah. That's what I don't know. It's like it's almost like a dream state. Like it doesn't make sense. It's almost like he's fucking Jesus because he believes in God, but God's betrayed him, so he climbs into Jesus. I don't know. Like what does anybody have an idea what the fuck we're talking about right now? Um Has anyone seen this? <laughs> where am I? Why are my pants down and I have my mouth hurts? Hell. Like I don't understand when I watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you're right. There is that part. Go ahead, tell the baby part. So, okay, so at the like, his face ends up getting more and more like shit growing on it throughout the movie. Like it starts out with like this little piece like on his cheek, but then like it grows and grows and grows, and like he has this weird like deformity, kind of like a zombie. It kind of looks like a zombie, but he's not a zombie. No, he's just got like a he's deformity just a person with a weird shit on his face that just grows as the movie progresses. But anyways, so towards the end, he like goes to like pass out in this field and his skin starts coming off and he starts ripping off his skin on his face and shit. Right. And makes sense. And then he like <laughs> cuts into his own fucking stomach cavity. Yeah. And starts to rip open himself and then all of a sudden there's this like bloody infant baby is, yeah. that just appears. Makes sense. Well, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> But uh, that's just that's what happens. Like, that's that's it. Like, it's all of a sudden this fucking like baby just like appears in this dude's fucking stomach. And then like, bam, there's a bloody infant like. And, you know, guys, like I would say that we're ruining something for you, but really not. There is no like prolific story here. It is interesting to watch. 
it's more of like, holy shit, I watched this video kind of thing more than a, oh man, you should really get the vibe of this movie because it really takes you in places mentally that you may not be prepared for, but subconsciously your mind tells you, no, none of that. No, you're not going to fucking gain any special knowledge or whatever the fuck you want to from this film. Like, just, just shut up and watch it. Now, I can't remember. Thank you. Yeah. I can't remember. Is this the movie where the vagina part is? Mm-hmm. So the first one I see is. the first one. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about that scene a little bit? Since Do you're I a female, might as well talk about the Do I talk about gaping it? vagina. It's terrible. Prosthetic. It's so fucking stupid. Like, they, the prosthetic actually is kind of cool. He kills or knocks out or whatever this chick. I don't even know how he came across this I girl. Forget, yeah. Because there were so many random people that like stumble upon him in the forest. It makes no sense. I think she's in, like, in a car or something. She's in a car. And like, then he... Half the people are like in a car and driving in the woods. And then they like stop their car for whatever fucking reason. And then they just wander out. And then like this guy finds them and then and kills them. Right. I don't know. It, it's stupid. Anyway. So I don't think he even killed her. I think he just like knocks her out. Because I feel like this is the one that he bangs her head on the ground like a million times. and then Or he cuts her. I don't remember what the fuck happens. Like they all kind of blend into one death for me. Okay. But... <laughs> All this, and then he just, he, like, sits on her stomach, but, like, his butt's, like, facing her head. So he's sitting, like, face down, like, toward, or face towards, like, her vagina, right? On her chest or something. On her chest. He's sitting on her lower abdomen area, and he, like, pulls her pants down, or rips them open, I think, actually, is what he does. You might be right, yeah. And then... There's a prosthetic... And then there's this, like, prosthetic bush... (laughs) <laughs> More like uh, flabbily, flabbily lips. It's, yeah, it's uh, very seventies. Yeah, it doesn't vagina. Look. Somebody's been old. Um, same. You know, all the vaginas kind of look alike. Clearly, it's just somebody that has not seen a vagina very clearly. That's before. how I felt. I mean, I don't know. I I absolutely felt that way. To be honest, was I was like, has sorry, this person sorry, Andreas, ever seen a vagina before? Because this is pretty inaccurate. But it's whatever. Well, he made this when he was 16, 17, 18. 18, know. right? Well, it came out in 18, when he was 18. Oh, I so think. he started when he was like 16. Came out, he started making it in 87, so he's 89. probably seen some fucking 70s porn sure. vaginas, which makes sense. Right. Because it looks like a 70s porn vagina. Anyway, so... Like, some Freulein. A, a real hit one. A little Freulein vagina. So then he... Freulein vagina. That's going to be a new term. That was okay. pretty good. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So then he kind of sits there and like fondles it for a second. Yeah, that it's was weird. Really uncomfortable. Well, like, I mean, the whole thing's pretty uncomfortable. The, right? This whole scene is uncomfortable as yeah. fuck for me. Like, maybe, and people are going to say it's just because I'm a woman or whatever. That's <laughs> why I'm uncomfortable with it. No, my God. husband sitting Women. back behind me wanted nothing to do with it. Really? Okay. He's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, I know. And I mean, we've seen a Serbian I mean, this is film classic where cinema. a dude fucks a baby. Yeah, all oh, right, that's right. That didn't bother us at all. <laughs> so, which I guess says something. I don't know, but I, I, I you it know is a it's really all... long scene. Yeah, that it was is. that was it was painfully long. It was painfully long, unnecessarily fucking long. Well, and it's because again, they're trying to do things that they couldn't see. Exactly, and so it's like I could have done without all of that. However, like the fondling esque part in the beginning was just gross and weird to me. Right. 
Because it's like, I could do without any rape scene in any fucking horror movie. I feel like it's not necessary at all. Right. Um, But I could do without rape scenes in any movie, period. Because it just personally, on a personal level, bothers the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, so what does he proceed to do? Then he takes his fucking long knife and proceeds to fuck this chick, pretty much, with this knife. And mm-hmm. then ends up completely slicing open her fucking pussy. Like and, a C-section. Yeah, no. Not like a C-section. I don't know C-sections what that is. are across the lower abdomen. Is that what it is? Yes. Well, he does it straight he up. He straight up takes it and just completely like like slices it right down the center and like opens up the lower abdomen cavity and starts like taking out um like intestine like from the bottom. Right. And I'm well, just like not from the bottom, but you what know, you know what I mean. The fuck is happening? <laughs> and also I'm thinking where's her butthole? Yeah. <laughs> is that yeah. fucked up? Like the whole maybe time I'm the one. whole time I'm watching this going, where is her butthole? Maybe she shit out of her mouth. Where is her butthole? I don't because know. Because there's no butthole in this entire like every view that they show of this, there should be a prominent butthole that you see. There's no butthole. Where's her butthole? He wasn't interested in the butthole. I guess not. I, I don't know. But that whole oh it, it makes me uncomfortable even talking about it. Like it was just but they just keep pulling there organs out. There was no out. fucking point, they're, Alex. They just, they just keep pulling. He just keeps pulling organs out. It's like and it's a like ten you don't even scene. know what it is. It really is kind of long. Uh, but again, you it's know. ten minutes of pure uncomfortability <laughs> watching this shit. If you like all you dudes out there that love horror movies, like don't watch this shit with your girlfriend because she'll probably kill you. Right. Unless your girlfriend's like me and loves fucking sick, twisted shit. Like it still made me uncomfortable. Yeah, she kept sending me messages while I was asleep. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck did you make me watch? Like, what is going on right now? I'm like, I could do without this knife pussy fucking thing. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Like, the whole time, I'm like cursing him out as I'm sleeping or as he's sleeping. So but let me get your final thoughts on this. Quick, a poignant one. A poignant one? Um, Just shut the fuck up and watch it. Sorry. Yeah, check it just, out. Just see what you think. It. Just I want to hear everybody else's, everyone else's opinions on this shit because... I feel like not a lot of people that are going to listen to this episode are going to understand or know what we're talking about. This is important history, guys. It is. And there's going to be some people, as you've mentioned, that love this shit. They really, really like it. They really enjoy it. And they're going to love the fact that we're talking about it. And good. I I think it deserves some attention. It does. It's worth watching. I mean, I I don't know. Check it out. (laughs) Books. Check them Books. out. The more you know, fucking read them. I don't know. My Watch opinion, it. my final thoughts on this matter, it's it's a homemade movie that started a revolution in Germany that caused them to change the ratings board, essentially, for Germany. It makes no sense. It might have a deeper meaning, but I think it gets lost in the vagina somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I actually ended up watching the entire series. Uh, Brittany was like, you're a wild man, like, quote, unquote. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, I need to watch all of these. Like, I almost did. I, I tried. Yeah. I, I was like, I need I need to watch these. Like, I have to understand why these exist. And, like, I have these on VHS. I have the first three th- on VHS. And I bought these through, like, uh, Video Junkies years ago. And I think I watched one, two, and a little bit of three. But I was never into it. But knowing the history, like, I found, like, this new, like, a newborn uh, inspiration a little bit about it. Because I just started to kind of recently, within the last however many years, know about it. So I watched them all. I watched them one through, uh, well, the, the original trilogy plus the Carl versus the Axe. 
Carl the Butcher versus Axe, which is interesting. And then we watch the remake. Uh, the second one, the first one pretty much just deals with the topical, like, there's a crazy kid who is somehow turned into a demon killer who talked with Satan. And then in the second one, it's like his mother is still alive, which makes... Oh, no, wait, excuse me. Carl the Butcher dies in the first one, gives birth to his son. Then that baby has a mom somehow. I don't know why. So the second one is essentially about, it's called Violent Shit 2, Mother Hold My Hand, which is kind of like a nod to Psycho and sort Jason. of Jason. Yeah, like the Friday the 13th, the first one. Yeah. Um, kind of like an in-between between one and two. Almost like weird. Yeah, I was getting severe um, psycho and Jason vibes. Totally, a hundred percent. Like super Freudian fucking he, shit. He talks in this one, in the second one. <laughs> it has a lot of. Uh, it's glorious. Mother molestation, like so disgusting. Like they have sex with each other. <sighs> she commands him to kill people, and like he kills them, and then they eat the people, and then he tells his mom's like, "Kill that slut." in german obviously and then <laughs> then he tells her tells her son to eat her out which is interesting mm-hmm. uh pretty yeah that was some weird shit huh yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't, I don't know. a lot of boob grabbing again a lot of genital mutilation <laughs> of course well he one. loves genitals dude like that's that's his character you know Ugh. makes sense um, part three is Infantry of Doom, uh, which is probably more of a throwback to uh, the Shaw Brothers movies because they have the flying guillotine in there. For sure. Uh, a lot of like ninjas and like fucking. So weird. It's weird. Like they do it in part two. Like they have like two drug dealers who they reuse in part three. Are the same actors? Yeah, same actors. What? I think they're like brothers or some shit Holy like shit. that. And they okay. play like a father and son in the second and third one. But there's like ninjas. There's fucking like a, an island in a Pacific island. Yeah. And then like not only is Carl the Butcher still alive, but his father who blew up and killed himself for the sake of his son is back as his sidekick. And they have an entire island of people that somehow joined up Carl the Butcher. Yeah. Which makes no fucking sense. And then there's these people that come in that's, that crash land on from a boat onto this island to try to like survive because they're, I can't remember what happens. Doesn't matter. They get on this island. They find all these people with these metal masks. And the second one, Carl has this metal mask that looks like a kind of like a um, night shield like faceplate. Yeah, which that you they, push down. they use for the promotional for the first one, too, but yeah. it's not in it at all. It's because the no second sense. one blew up. But for the second one, and he has it, and they there's this weird conversation between this guy and this other guy about like the point of it. Right. And that all comes to fruition again in the remake. Yes. However. And that's why we're detailing this yeah. a little bit for you guys. The mask is dope, though. I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. The infantry of doom is literally an island full of, like, Followers. Nazis. Like, fucking all the most depraved killers on the planet that have compiled themselves to this place. And Carl the Butcher Jr., which is from part two, has an army 
and his father, who is like a decrepit old skeleton for the sake of trying to explain it, <laughs> who apparently died in the first movie, which makes no sense, is his sidekick. And then they try to lead a team of people on this island to kill other people. And a few people try to survive. And these other Asian guys yeah. try to fucking like. And then there's ninjas. Yeah, there's fucking ninjas, <laughs> dude. Like it literally to me is like a. A, a complete nod to the Shaw brothers, which is makes sense because Andreas Schnoss was a huge fan of that and Hammer films. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Shaw brothers had the most impact for him. Absolutely. So, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of an aspect of that. There is a part four called Carl the Butcher versus Axe, where it is essentially about Carl the Butcher has gone to hell. He has died. They've killed him from the third movie. Sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> He comes back from hell because Satan himself says, I need you. There's somebody that thinks he's you and he's getting as powerful as you, Carl the Butcher. And Carl's like, I'll need my mask and my power. And so he gives him a vial of his power and his mask back. And he comes back and meets and tries to fight Axe, who's this other warrior guy who's kind of good and kind of bad, and they have to fight all these fucking people. And you find out, like, spoiler alert here if you don't want to know this. Honestly, I don't think these movies are spoiler-worthy. Who spoil fucking worthy. cares? <laughs> um, it's his son. And, and, and Carl the Butcher Jr., who's come back from hell, has a son and a daughter, and they our family and they talk about we are family over come, and over did, as they kill people together did they come from his mother that he was fucking i guess so they're like his i'm thinking like Jesus. i have no idea because her head came off in part two yeah that's how he finds her decapitated which is the psycho bit right the house at the end right and it oh, so Anyway, I'm fast-tracking through these so that we can get to the next movie that we're going to be talking about, which is Violent Shit, the movie. Which is basically a porno with some killing in it. Yeah, well, it's an excuse for a porno. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, Fuck. To give you guys kind of an idea of what this movie is about, Ugh. and uh, this movie, okay... Let me just explain it this way. This is what the story is about. It came out in 2015. So we're talking fast tracking from 1989 where the original came out. That was a backyard do-it-yourself movie that was never intended to be in the public to 2015 now. So decades. Rome is shattered by a series of gruesome murders that paint the eternal city deep red. Boy, I wonder if that's intentional. Hmm. The suspicion grows that these atrocious crimes are connected with the return of one of the most heinous serial killers of our time, Carl the Butcher. <laughs> so this movie is actually directed by an Italian director by the name of Luigi Pastori, who has also directed the movie Symphony in Blood Red, which he is a huge fanboy of some of the Italian director's of his past. That is pretty much the only other thing he's done. He did like a short movie that I can't even pronounce. Um, it is written by and produced by Lucio Massa, who was also the writer of Hippocampus M twenty first, but it says two one T H. So figure that one 21st out. Twenty fifth. Twenty fourth. Um, <laughs> he also. Wrote Beyond Madness and Sexual Labyrinth, Great. which sounds amazing. Yeah. 
David Bowie's junk comes to life. Oh, no. Sexual labyrinth. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a porno. It sounds like a porno, right? Yeah, it does. It's probably um, a Skin and Max movie. There was also another writer on this by the name of Emmanuel Barbera. She's done nothing else. It also had another producer by the name of Steve Akalina, who was part of the Violent Shit 2 and 3 producer. He also acted in Part 2 and in this movie that we're talking about. Uh, he comes back as the same kind of character that they're kind of like retouching on. Mm. Uh, some of the other cast is Simone Destero, who plays Carl the Butcher. He was in a movie called Connections, Adrenaline, and a few other shorts. One including Lara Croft, which is interesting. Uh, it. I'm just going to name off some of the major people that are in this movie. You also have Enzo G. Castellari, who, if you are an Italian fan of horror movies, he is also he plays the chief inspector in this movie, but he is also a director, writer, and kind of an actor. He did a movie called A Few Dollars for Django. He did Kioma, uh, which had Franco Nero, who is... he's th This guy's done a lot of spaghetti westerns. Let's put yeah. it that way. He also is doing a sequel for the movie Kiyomo in 2017, so that should be coming out this year. Sweet. Uh, he also directed the original Inglorious Bastards. He also did 1990 The Bronx Warriors, Escape the Bronx which are both on Shutter. Also, Luigi Cozy, who is a forensic inspector, he is the director of the movies of Contamination, a.k.a. Alien Contamination, Hercules, Star Crash. He also did a Godzilla movie in 1977. He also did Paganini Horror, which is, if you know the, the song called Paganini's uh, Caprice Number 24 was a song about him fighting the devil or something like that. I can't remember, but mm -hmm. they like find this sheet music by Paganini and supposedly it brings back like it summons a demon or some shit. Sounds pretty cool, though. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, um, he also did a movie called Demon Six called De Profundis, a.k.a. The Black Cat from 1989. So uh, Giovanni Lombardo Radici who is Professor Visago, Visagio, mm -hmm. who's a huge Italian actor from yep. the 80s. Um, he's in some of my favorite movies, like he was in City of the Living Dead, a.k.a. Gates of Hell, as Bob. He was in Cannibal Apocalypse, Cannibal Pharaoh, a.k.a. Make Them Die Slowly by Fulci, who was part director on that. He was in Stage Fright. He played a priest in the church, a.k.a. Demons 3. Which is why I had higher... <laughs> higher anticipation for this movie right mainly because of him <laughs> and another influence in this movie surprisingly is Suspiria which is appropriate because Barbara Magnolfi who dies towards the end is Olga from Suspiria, Suspiria. so interesting to know that part um, what are your thoughts about this I hated it <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hated it from start to finish it was goddamn monstrosity I don't know. I just I, I thought that I wasn't aware that you could do worse with a remake than such a shitty original. Yeah, like a 17 year old do it yourself. Yeah, because this is literally a 17 year old do it yourself movie that they're remaking now in 2015 with a higher budget and actual decent actors that have done good things or gone on to do great things or whatever. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of talent in this movie. There is. And I was super stoked for it simply after I had watched the original going, 
fuck, they remade this in 2015. Like, the 2015 one is going to be so good. Like, I am so on board for this. I'm so ready. And it was a fucking shit show from start to finish. It was, there's no, I didn't like anything about it. Really? Literally nothing. No redeeming value. No. For me, per, no. I, I just was sitting there literally like this. I don't know you people can't hear, see me, but Alex can the whole time. Just like, why? <laughs> she has her hand on her head and she's looking down in shame. Yes, and just the whole time I, I didn't understand. The music was probably the best part about it. That's the redeeming quality. For well, me. of course, the music was great, and the effects were kind of meh. But the effects are almost shittier in the 2015 than they were in the original shot at home fucking bullshit. What the fuck happened here? Right. I, I don't even understand. Like it's like they tried to merge the first and second film together, but did this horrible fucking job of doing that. And then they had this extra side story that makes no fucking sense. And I mean. This whole series is just nonsensical bullshit <laughs> from start to finish. This one even furthers that and makes even more. Oh, I don't know. Makes well, even less reason. fucking sense. There is a reason. Please explain this to me because I have no fucking idea what the fuck was going on. With well, this. as we previously mentioned, the original sets up the story of Carl the Butcher, the dad. Right. Right. The second is about the son of Carl and his mother. So Carl Jr. and his mother. Kind of like Friday the 13th or Psycho, as we mentioned. The third is more of a fantasy nod to the Shaw Brothers films, while this one deals with more of part one and mostly just part two. They kind of wanted to expand the story with an Italian flair. Uh, essentially, what happened is is that uh, Luigi Pastore, his distributor was Stephen Acolina, and they went to meet completely about something completely different than this movie and he said you know i've always wanted to do a masked killer in rome you know because he's a, an italian director right he's all i've always wanted to do that and he said and steven Acolina was like well why don't we do carl the butcher you could do carl the butcher we need to do a remake at some point and they were like okay so which is why luigi pastore wanted in that and he essentially wanted to make what seems to be porn yeah. Uh. Well, kind of like Skinamax porn. Like, mm, it goes further than Skinamax. A little bit. You can see some bush and shit. Uh. But maybe the reason they did it, and this is just me being playing devil's advocate, by the way. Maybe they did it because they just wanted to push boundaries like the originals did, but with a touch of sex and a little bit of Suspiria. Eh. I don't know. This isn't a remake to me. No, it's, it's a not really. Movie. It is rather hard to follow along. It uh, it surrounds like one of the detectives um, from Italy called Diamato, who is a famous Italian director name, but they named him that. And one of the Hamburg, Germany, Hans Ebert on a case to solve the murders together. So the the German detective and the Italian detective work together because this killer from Germany has now entered Rome. Rome. So it's like, what the fuck? Then Professor Visago wants the power of Carl or the devil or something. Someone? Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. He gets the mask. He captures Carl at some point because of the mask. Probably. And then causes him to do his bidding by owning the mask. Something like that. It's hard to follow. Yep. Uh, personally, in my opinion, this is one of the worst of all of them. But <laughs> even if Goblin did the actual music for this movie, it really just couldn't save it. Mm -mm. 
Um, the the director is a huge fan of a lot of great directors and a lot of underground Italian films. But part four is better, in my opinion, than this. And that's one of the worst. Yeah, this is the so, worst. But I do. I am glad that I own this because there is some extra tidbits in there. And it's interesting after doing a little bit of research on this. So uh, there's actually quite a bit of trivia that I found out about this movie that I thought was kind of interesting. But yeah, it, it was a hard movie to kind of follow. And there is literally like a 20 minute orgy in the movie with food. Well, human. They're yeah, human, human food. Yeah. Yeah. It's a 20 minute cannibalistic orgy, but it doesn't it's not as cool as it sounds. Yeah, it sounds cool, right? It sounds cool, but it's not. It's fucking boring and stupid. <laughs> it's not cool at all. It's just the gore should have saved this movie. I think they tried to make it legitimate, but they just didn't. It fell short in so many fucking ways. And to me, it was just annoying more than anything. I don't hate it, but I don't love it at all. It's not. It's probably the least one of I'm excited to watch. And all of these movies are not exactly something that you actively seek to watch out like once or twice a year. The best part was the boobs. Right. And the and the and the yeah, the boobs. Yeah. There was two pairs of really good fake tits in there and then one pair of good natural tits. Right. That was the best part of this movie to me. That's my favorite scene was the boobs. Right. I love boobs. (laughs) For a straight girl, I love boobs. (laughs) But that was was the best part about this whole movie was the boobs. Well, did you know that the the first death where they find the disemboweled... That was actually kind of cool. Disembodied, uh, like it was dismembered. It was a body that was dismembered. No arms, no legs, no head. Just a trunk. That's all it was. Yeah, it was just the the, the torso. Yeah. uh, Is actually based off the first death, one of these deaths off a real occurrence in Italy in 2011. Uh, Apparently, they actually found a body that had been dismembered and left out in the open. And they were... the, the. authorities thought it was like a satanic ritual of some mm-hmm. sort so he kind of took that and put it in this movie because he thought it was pretty crazy rightfully so <laughs> uh past story is actually friends with luigi cozy who the director and enzo castellari he said it was like a huge and gigantic moment for him to have these directors in the movie to kind of pass the torch to him uh he felt like, you know, if you're going to try to mimic the masters, you should never forget the masters, which I agree. I, I feel more like Luigi Pastore, the director of this film, is probably more of a fanboy, though. Yeah. Than a, a real. I don't mean to be dick. Like, I haven't made a movie, so fuck me, right? Like, I haven't. But it's just not what I expected. Like, if if the do-it-yourself Andreas Schnoss can make a better movie than this. That's a problem. (laughs) Right. I mean, I'll say it to be a dick. He shouldn't have touched it. I don't know. I don't think, I think it's okay that he did. I just don't think it landed like it needed to be. mm, I wish he would have left it alone. Obviously, we'd already talked about the music, which was done by Goblin, a.k.a. Claudio Simonetti, who did the music for the entire movie. He redid, like, the original track from the movie from the original uh, Violin Shit, which is, it's odd to me, but... Apparently, I guess Pastori, Luigi Pastori, the director, and him are actually really good friends. And the Blu-ray that I own actually has the entire CD soundtrack awesome. of the whole movie, which is probably one of the most redeeming value it is. of the whole purchase that I made, which was like 15 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was included. I was happy about it because it's Goblin and it's like cool. whatever, right? The music isn't bad. No, it's not. Not at all. 
Um, the mask that they use in this movie, the one that looks like a knight's uh, face mask shield, is the exact same one from part two. In fact, the Carl Jr. that they based this movie is what they based this movie off of. So they dressed him exactly like Carl Jr. in part two mm-hmm. and made him look exactly like him in that movie as well. So um, also Luigi Pastore also said that he I don't know. Do you remember that really weird out of place spot where this woman's like writing on a journal on a desk and she's like looking at the I moon? I messaged you about that. I yeah. said, why is this bitch stabbing a journal? Yeah. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> okay, so yeah. this entire movie, guys, in case you didn't know, Lily Karate, Karate, and it's spelled C-A-R-A-T-I. She passed away many years ago, um, I guess like three or four years before this movie started to get made. He was working on another film, and he had shot for a segment of this part where he really loved this actor and he literally wrote this movie and wanted to direct this movie based on her because he was just a huge fan of her. And he added it into this movie after talking to the family of the woman who passed away. Wow. She got deathly ill on the set of him record when they recorded this scene for a completely different movie. It was actually supposed to be uh, a movie called Dorian's dark fairy tale. But she passed away, she, or she got ill certainly after that, and she couldn't continue to shoot the film. They never touched it again. He asked the family, could he use it in this film? They said okay, and so somehow he incorporated it to make it work. It didn't work. <laughs> I feel bad saying that, it but it, it felt all. really awkward. It didn't, it didn't make, make sense. It didn't make any fucking sense. Uh, I mean, but, she's cool, but like, she's great. But she's I, probably the best actor in the whole thing. She was the best actor in the whole thing. I'm sorry, but fuck, man. I was like, why is she here? What is she fucking talking about? Oh. This is stupid. Well, yeah. And, you know, to be honest, though, I am a, G- a big fan of Giovanni uh, Lombardo Radici. So am I. I love him in all those movies that I've seen. Like, I always recognize and I'm like, oh, that's him, you know. Um, but, yeah. I mean, mm, yeah. it was a little weird. Uh, did you know that Andreas Schnoss is in this film? Is he an actor? One of the people who gets killed? The detective that's from Hamburg, Germany. The asshole. The one? guy with the glasses. Not the asshole. Oh, the guy with the glasses that comes... Okay. That tells him the whole story of Carl the Butcher. That's him? No. No, okay. He is a detective <laughs> that has a contact in Hamburg, Germany, and he calls him on the phone, and then he sees Carl the Butcher walk past him in that part. Do you remember? Mm, vaguely that is Andreas Schnauss so he's in the movie he's kind of like balding in the back a little bit he's got like spiky hair he's kind of a big guy okay in the front but uh yeah that's him so they actually got him in but yeah I mean that's pretty much it other than the fact that they named a lot of these characters after Italian directors yeah um they had uh what was his name they had Detective Diamato who was the Rome detective Mm mm-hmm then they also had the antiquarian who gets strangled by the weird Suspiria hand. Yeah. Who was like trying to have sex with some girl who's cheating on her boyfriend. The one that has to leave. She's like, I gotta go, old man. Yeah. That was weird. And she was like forcing his hand on her breasts. Oh, um, who the fuck is that bitch? I don't know who that was. <laughs> uh, the last, she named that guy, his last name was Fulci mm-hmm. for Lucio Fulci. So, but yeah. I mean, I know this is hard for you, Brittany. 
because he didn't like this movie at all. And I'm not saying I loved it, but I did my best to try to isolate my favorite scenes for this movie. Do you have any favorite scenes? And probably spoiler alert, guys, but I, I don't really think it's a big deal. Um. Okay. Well, can I tell you the scene where I was just like, I made a comment about like I'd be so annoyed if I was in this moment. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So, when they're doing their whole fucking orgy, right? Monstrosity and like they they get start like it's the the dude. Okay. So it's the girl and then the dude over here and then it's the guy and the two chicks over here. Yeah. It's the it's the politician. Politician dude. He's like a senator. Is like also a fucking sadistic killer dude. Right. And he's got a wife. Who he brought with him, who's now fucking this dude over here who was came with this other girl. At Visago's house. Yeah, with the professor or whatever, right? Yeah. So they're sitting there, and then they're like just about to start getting down and dirty, and then all of a sudden he's just like, let's eat. And like stops the whole thing, right? So they get up and they go to this table that's full of like human body parts. and Of the chick that he killed. Of the chick that he killed. They're basically getting ready to like fuck while they're trying to eat the food or whatever, which the, that scene's actually kind of cool because all the how they displayed all the body parts and, and stuff on the table, I thought was kind of interesting. On how they prepared and it. How they prepared it, like, like the eyeballs. Yeah, like, that was kind of. I actually real. really liked how they led into that scene where they right. showed them popping the eyeballs out. That and, looked like, real. It did. It looked really, really cool. So I guess that would probably be my favorite part was those off scenes where they showed the preparing the bodies for consumption or per, like their the close-ups of the disembowelments and stuff like that were actually really really well done right so i guess those would be my favorites but then they're standing there and then they're basically like still trying to eat but also getting ready to fuck because the one chick's like bent over the table and he's like molesting her from behind <laughs> Yeah, they look whatever. like they're having sex but they're not but they're not yeah and then all of a sudden this bitch like comes up and stands in the corner and starts describing the meal that they're about to enjoy and she's like well, there would be two livers, but one was a heavy drinker, so it's too hard to enjoy, or whatever yeah. the fuck she's saying. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, if I'm trying to have an orgy, I'd be like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, she keeps coming in. These I don't give a fuck what goes in my mouth right now, because Literally. I got something out of my body in something else, yeah. or I've got a piece of someone else's body in me. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for whatever right now. The whole time. It's Take just... a shit in my mouth. I don't care. <laughs> The whole time, though, every time she comes across, it's like the most inopportune moment, and she's talking nonsense. And every, I'm like, if I was in that orgy situation, I literally would have thrown a fucking spleen at her face <laughs> and been like, "Bitch, fuck you, shut up!" Like, trying to fuck here while eat a human. Like, come on! Like, she's like just explaining for twenty minutes, and it's so stupid. To elaborate on that scene, though, before they get to the dinner fuck fest, um, which it is pretty much a straight up dinner fuck fest it, it's what it is um the senator shows up to visago's house who's the professor with his wife and you think that she's like the most normal person in the whole fucking movie because she is so proper and he's like this is my wife natalia or whatever the fuck her name was <laughs> and liliana or some shit like that and then he introduced him and then he's like go on inside honey and then he opens up his trunk and he shows, he's like, I've got a present for you, professor. And he's like, I got this just for you, though. And it was like this really awkward exchange. And then they go in and his wife is and him go in at the same time, which makes no fucking sense. Yeah. They show up and this is a house party, right? And there's three other guests there other than his assistant and the cooks. And it, so it's essentially like three 
extra people other than the professor and the senator and his wife. So and there's six assistant. people. Right. Yeah. And his assistant. And then there's like two chefs who are cooking up people. <laughs> so what a party. Then the two girls start hooking up. Like there's this other couple there. And, and then a random dancing girl in the corner. Yeah, she's just some random chick with like big lips and big hips and, and big tits and big tits, big hips and lips and tits. Uh, she's darker, like she's got like really dark, tanned, overly tanned skin, and she's like all of a sudden that guy, this other guy's wife, takes interest in her. She sits down on the on the couch with her. Then the senator comes in and his wife gets on the couch with him and all four of them start to get down on a coke party where he's like pouring coke out on this excess amounts that would kill a yeah person. like ridiculous amounts of <laughs> coke on this girl's tits boobs but whatever everything I, yeah and then she misses the coke like it doesn't even <laughs> go in her nose and, it, and it's like they didn't even care they were like so whatever funny. you just see it like touch the bottom of her lip and then like they don't do anything about it. It's just a bunch of flesh touching each other. And I was like, and then everybody starts hooking up. And I'm like, really? Like, is this really happening right now? And it doesn't stop. This 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 is this horror movie just got great, first of all. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't great, but it, it it just then it then it goes into the food fucking fest. Yeah. After that. No, oh, it's so stupid. It that that part is the most memorable. It is. It everything and that's literally the last 20 minutes of the film. That proceeds from that because it's kind of just stupid up until that point and then it every like shit hits the fan. Right. After that. But then it's so stupid how they do it. Well, so so there is some plot on the way there, but they have so much talking in this movie. There's a few kills that Carl the Butcher kills, and you, you, you start to wonder if whoever wears this mask becomes Carl the Butcher spiritually, and like... He puts like the if the professor puts the mask on or his assistant puts the mask on, they become Carl the Butcher and then their out of body manifestation becomes Carl the Butcher. But he's not really there. But they have him tied up into the basement at one point, And it's really fucking confusing. Mm hmm. The, there's only a couple of other scenes like after the fuck food fest, the food fuck fest, I guess. Food fuck fest. Yeah, the food fuck fest. Carl, the butcher, comes upstairs after Visago talks to him and he was like, let your aggression out on my guests. And Carl yanks out one of the girl guests spines pretty easily. So would never happen, which is pretty cool, though. And then everybody runs out of the house scattering naked. Pretty much like half naked. And he starts hunting all these people down, Carl the Butcher. And he cuts off, he like cuts off the penis and scrotum of one of the guys after nailing him to the tree with a fucking machete, mm -hmm. which he throws through his chest. And then the guy just sits there and watches his scrotum and dick get cut He's off. He's not even screaming. No, he wasn't screaming at all. Which was like, I don't know. So weird to me. I don't know. He was just like, oh, you're slicing like, oh, butter. No. What is that, bread? I'm hungry. Dude, what are you doing there? I didn't eat enough of the human girl. Super interesting house. how you're cutting my balls and dick off right now. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is he, on acid? I, I, you know, a lot of, well, I didn't see him do any coke, so he's not high. <laughs> I would say probably my favorite scene in this whole thing, and 
definitely not the orgy scene, even though that's probably the most memorable because it's the most in-your-face scene. thing I liked about this is what they did not show in the original 1989 violent shit movie, which was Carl the Butcher killing his mom. Right. So they actually take it back to that moment where he comes inside, you see how wicked his mom is, and then he has a conversation with Satan which happens to be just a hand that looks like it's from Suspiria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he kills his mom with a hatchet. Because, you know, any any five-year-old that I know has at has least ha- one. one or two hatchets in their bedroom. Yeah, well, if they're an ICP fan, they at least have one. Right, like wicked clowns. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so... The mom locked him in the room, beats him uh, uh, like lightly, and then locks him in the room. And then he comes, she opens the door because she hears somebody talking in there. And it's Satan talking to Carl. And then Carl just starts hatcheting his mom to death. That part was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. But in I'm the like, sense that we never got to see it. Did she really deserve that, though? She didn't even really spank him or anything. She just locked him in a room. It seemed like they were trying to make it seem like yeah, it was okay. Like in a way, in like, face or something. like the, the moral high ground was kind of blurred and was. there was like, you know what I mean? It was. I know what they were trying to do, but I'm like, come on, at least let him punch her kid in the face or some shit. Like, right. And it would make you really hate her. Right. Like she just punches him and slaps, you know? Straight up, just like... Then it would make perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have punched him. But, just kidding. I wouldn't have. But... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Carl? Well, that's all they had to do was like punch the kid in the face or punt him across the room. Yeah, I'll like, punch whatever. a kid. How much does it pay? Fifty dollars? I'll fine, punch I'll a kid. I'll punch a kid. My, it's fine. Does it deserve it? Who cares? I'm just I love children. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Uh guys. Um I know that we've gone into great lengths of detail about these two um probably five movies. Um, but you just have to understand that we're probably not going to watch these again. And or at least Brittany will never. Um, I will probably. I might watch one through three again. Years but... to come. Yeah. You need to watch three at least. Yeah. I've only seen parts of three. Cause that's Do you have a find. VHS player? Yeah. I'll give you part three to watch. Sweet. Just don't ruin it. I'm going to ruin it. Cause I want to keep those. I'm going to take a violent shit on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you borrow it because you have to see part three. Yeah, I know. I literally tried like every avenue possible to try and get three, but it's I've, tough. I've seen parts, but I couldn't get the whole movie. Let's break this down. I think I have a pretty good idea of which one you liked more. <laughs> uh, but let's just say between one, two, and the remake called The Movie, which one do you think is the best? Um, Two. Part two, yeah. yeah. I actually like two. I felt like it. the story... And it's a it's a hard toss up for me between the original and two because okay. I actually kind of liked how weird the original was, but two I felt like had a better story. Yeah, it was, interesting. It. It was, it was more, more interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, more interesting and more easy to follow. Yeah, um, it wasn't so weird by far. But I mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of weird shit about part one that I really liked. Yeah, and I don't know. It was cool. And the effects were really cool, and I think that's probably what I liked the most about it. Is in, in part two, the effects were just like a million times better right. than the first one, and they were even better in part two than they were in the 2015 remake. Right, the 2015 remake was shit. So <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, I liked it. 
I think uh, two and three are probably my favorite out of yeah, the whole I've, series. What I've seen from three, like I would rather say three is probably my favorite just based off of what I've seen from it, but I haven't watched the whole thing yet, so I can't say that. Well, they say, <laughs> people say that part three is his more mature, quote unquote, yeah. movie of all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? His most mature okay. attempt, you know, no. uh, air quotes. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> It, it I, I would say two and three are really good. It's really tough for me to decide between two and three because three gave me a very hearty laugh quite a few times. Uh, I did like two. Two was probably a little easier to follow, I think, than three. It just flowed more. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's almost like Andreas Schnoss got like his groove. Like he finally had watched some other movies, took some notes, and like was like ready to tackle this movie. Yeah, I agree. and I think I think two is probably the best out of the entire franchise. But for I still s- love three. Yeah, for storytelling, two is the best out of all of them. Three is just batshit wild. Dude. Three is crazy. Three has yeah. zombies, ninjas, ninjas uh, an army of followers. Army, yeah, an army of butchers. It's just crazy. Like, it's just so all over the map. It's But it's the most fun. It is kind of crazy and fun. So if you guys get a chance, you can pick up the entire collection other than the, the remake, the movie. You don't need it. Um, <laughs> You can pick those up on Synapse. The other one's out, too. You can get, like, a numbered copy or whatever the fuck it is, but... Uh, to be honest, like one of if you're five people to own it, if you're going to get the <laughs> collection, just get the synapse one. It's all on DVD. You get one through four and you get zombie 90 extreme pestilence, which is seriously, guys, the best English dubbing dubbing <laughs> I've ever fucking heard ever uh, is at least one or the, num- the either the number one or number two, because there's like another movie I just can't think of off the top of my head that is really funny, too. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, I think it's an Olaf Intenbach movie. Fuck, I can't remember what it's called. I can't think. But yeah, if you guys want to check it out, it's a part of history. It gives you, if if anything, you can get some inspiration from it. That if this guy can make it, you can make it as long as you put your heart into it and just kind of pay attention. I guess I don't know. Yeah, pretty seriously cool. Seriously, pay attention. I really liked, I I still like these movies. It made me want to watch. I literally sat down in one day and watched one through four back to back. <laughs> but the first one is very daunting. Yeah. No, That's I mean, why. I, I, I mean, I was interested in continuing going. So, I mean, especially once I watched part two, I was like, oh, I want to see three. Right. And then I want to see four. You know, like I wanted to keep going. But you got to check them out at least. They're worth it. Like, just skip the remake. Don't even bother with the fucking remake. That's my fucking word of caution. Like, I just don't even bother. And but guys. One through four, give it a chance. Yeah. And I know this is, episode has been a little bit long. And for some of you that probably either hate this series or never heard of it, it might be kind of long winded for you. But for those of you who know this series, this franchise, like the characters and all that, I hope in some small way that we've done it justice for you and that you come back because we're not afraid to check out some of these underground hits. We understand that we're not going to get the most views, but if you guys did listen to this and you made it this far, please do give us a share and let people know online all of your listens and help have really helped us a lot. And the bigger we get, the better we can do things for you guys 
get more people on uh, giveaways, things like that. So if you haven't already, please do go to longlivethevoid.com. Check out our horror shot for this one that we did this week. Check out any of our horror shots if you want. You know, thank you guys so much for stopping by this week. We will not have an episode this Thursday, but we will be returning next Monday with a brand new episode. So we're going to have a lot of really cool shit coming up for you guys in the month of October, you know, appropriately. So we got a box giveaway. Um, We're going to have our our big box giveaway that we're going to be doing. That's going to have some really cool shit in there. Alex and Christina have put together some stuff and I'm going to be contributing some pieces from horror blocks that I've received over the last two years. I'm going to be throwing in some some tidbits here and there, probably some extra movies. There's already two movies going in that box, but there's probably going to be at least a third, maybe a fourth. Right. Then I'm going to toss in there. Um, and the only way that you stuff. can, if you can, if you want to get this box, you need to sign up to our VIP club, which is the BTV VIP club. You can find it in any of the links that we have on our episode notes. You can go to longlivethevoid.com and check out the BTV club. Mm-hmm. We have an email that we send out to you twice a week, pretty much just to remind you that we got an episode up. It's really nothing other than that. We're less spammy than, you know. Pretty much everything else that you've signed up for to get spam for in your email inbox. So yeah, we're not trying to inundate you with shit. We're pretty awesome. Just let it happen. <laughs> Just let us get inside you. Let us touch you. Just let us get there. <laughs> um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Stay weird, monsters. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.